0: Welcome to Criminal Gines, a comedic true crime watch-along podcast where we watch criminal minds, all 15 seasons, and discuss the true crime that can be linked, however indirectly, to the episode. We're your hosts, Stacey Johnson and Veronica Shea, and this week we're joined by Baleka Wisa in discussing Season 1, Episode 19, Machismo. Anyway... <laughs> like a welcome to the podcast.
1: No, no Veronica and stacy no, please. Thank you for having me. I know Veronica when we did that show, and you're like, I do this podcast. I was like, I think this girl's crazy because it's criminal. I was like, you say know yeah. that <laughs> right? But yeah. I was like, I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm all for. It. So no, thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah, I figured you knew I was crazy because I'm a white woman. I'm a straight I'm- white woman. That pretty much um you know it does it.
1: Stacy, they're trying to they're trying to trap the brother. I'm not gonna yes and that. I'm not gonna gonna agree. Listen,
2: you know what? (laughs) I don't know what to say except for
0: (laughs) 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 I'm sad. Oh my gosh. Okay, well so we watched episode nineteen, Machismo. Uh Uh We were in rural Mexico and in the cold open, we learned that this tiny town is ostracizing gay men and someone is killing elderly women. There were 12 in total. And right. the press are calling it a serial killer, but the government is disagreeing, claiming that serial killers are a uniquely American phenomenon. Mm. And this is a cultural bias that we've seen before right. because a lot of people believe that serial killers are only American. We also see it with people thinking serial killers are only white men or right. that they're only straight men, like, or that they're only men, even. In fact, there are female right. serial killers. Right. So. Uh, They have a suspect in custody and they want the team to come down to identify him as the perpetrator and that this is not a serial case and was just the one time killing the lead detective who met Gideon at a seminar that Gideon gave on sexual homicide in Latin culture years before doesn't think that profiling will translate into Latin culture without the better understanding of Latin culture, right? Cause the type of profiling they do is American. Right. Um, he says there's two key influences to this, the family unit and machismo, which as far as I can tell is toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. But there is that stereotype that, you know, Latin men have that suave, macho.
1: Yeah, rico suave.
0: Yeah, thing going. So so they go down to Mexico, they go to the most recent victim's house, and they find that this elderly woman had let the unsub in willingly and served him drinks before being stabbed to death. Because this is a sexually motivated homicide, they are looking for a heterosexual male. They Mm -hmm. go to meet the suspect in custody. And it's the victim's gay son who was kicked out of the house in the cold open. They're like, it's not him because he's gay, but they have to eliminate his boyfriend who's bisexual. So he could do sexual homicide against women. Mm. The boyfriend tells them that he saw a heavyset social worker woman outside the house that day. Now, the team is also looking through other files on the 11 victims. And between the heavyset woman and Garcia telling them that one of the drinkers of the drinks left at the scene was a woman and one was a man, the team realizes that the serial killer is dressing as a woman to gain access to the house going around as a social Mm. worker. Great. So they give their profile and the police start rounding up trans sex workers. Um, at this point, I would like to make a few clarifications because it's what they also try to do in the show. Mm-hmm. Cross-dressing is a paraphilia and it's not dangerous. It's a mm-hmm. it's a sexy time thing. It is usually done by straight men. J. Edgar Hoover liked right. cross-dressing. I, I mean, he was forget. a dangerous man, but <laughs> yeah. I always forget that. I always forget yeah. that little fact about Mr. Hoover.
1: Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hoover, yeah.
0: So cross-dressing, not dangerous. Transgendered people are not dangerous. And dressing as a woman to gain access is a ruse. So this person was neither a Mm cross-dresser or a trans person. So I just want to say that. Okay, so there's another murder It's been like two days, so this is pointing to extreme escalation. They hold a press conference and try to get women to come forward about sexual assaults committed against them. They can assume because he commits sexual homicides that he was once a rapist. Women start coming forward uh, that they were raped by kind of the same dude, and they find out that he's a power reassurance rapist. He lacks confidence, and four of the women work at the same clothing factory. So they go to the factory, they find their suspect, but he's been on vacay since the murder that brought them down to Mexico. So they go to his house and they find his mother's skeleton in front of a TV, Norman Bates style. Love to see it. She's wearing trophies that he took from his murders um, and there's photos of his rape victims all over the walls. So they realize that he's murdering the mothers of the rape victims in the same order of the assaults. This is a very organized killer they rush out to the presumed next and final murder victims mm-hmm. when they get there they find the unsub has been beaten and castrated by all the rape victims love to see it that's the that's the episode <laughs> and no one's arrested they're like are you going to arrest the ladies and the attorney general's like for what protecting themselves no go home and they're like Ooh. cool bye wow come right. through episode <laughs> and that's the episode <laughs>
1: I, I've, I have so many questions like there's so w- what country this is based out of again mexico
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay that's amazing like you know the cultural like because in a way they feel like they're protecting their culture right but i'm making these assumptions yeah. right by like like hey this per- this group of mm-hmm. people won't be a suspect right because they want to protect their culture long term but it's like anybody's capable of doing anything right It don't no matter yeah. who you are you could be trans kid baby whatever bi yeah. whatever like a killer's a killer like there's so that's that's uniform you know like it doesn't, yes. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter
0: well we Gosh, saw that. this with the atlanta uh child murders they all thought it was the Klan because a bunch mm. of young mm. black children were being killed in the south so right. yeah obviously the Klan. but the fbi came in and was like our profile says it's a black man and it was like no, white right. people kill black people. Black people don't kill each other. And, you know, so mm. it was like, mm. but this was also in the beginning of profiling, right. which now I don't think there would be so much pushback. But it's, mm. I think every non white and non American culture finds it difficult to think that they have monsters too.
1: Right. Cause, you know, it's so, it, it's, it's so interesting. Cause, like, background, I'm from the Congo, right? So, like, oh, I, I did can, not know un- that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Congolese. So, like, I could understand in Africa, like, because in America, America monetizes, like, everything. Like, you know what I yes. mean? They make it entertainment. So, like, especially, it is unfortunate, like, America knows how to monetize, like, bad things. So, like, example, like, this podcast, it's, like, to be open about talking about, like, crime. No, 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 like, no, really, like, you know, and the history of, like, criminals and stuff like that. There's, like, social norms and, like, other parts of the world will be, like, why would you even talk about that? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Because, like, like, here's what's crazy. You guys being women talking about crime. There's like it's like two things. First of all, talking about crime, and then you guys being women talking about crime. It's like you guys are messing up the family name, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like you like you you'll never find a good husband, you'll never, you know what I'm saying? All these like weird social things, but it's like, no, bad comes in every shape or form. It it like it doesn't matter. And then also people want to give themselves the benefit of the doubt that like, oh my people wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't do that. We're better than that, you know what I mean? Those stupid Americans, they 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 love murder, they love killing each other. It's like, oh look at your own. Yeah.
0: yes well and like they bring it up in the show uh, a couple mm. different ones this the case they're working on specifically that latin culture thinks it's an american phenomenon because of the Destruction of the family unit. We have mm-hmm. a lot more broken, quote unquote broken homes mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Latin culture. And they so also brought up Andre Chicatello, who is a prolific Soviet serial killer. And he mm-hmm. had killed 50 people by the time they caught him because the Soviets couldn't imagine that they would have a serial killer because they thought it was uniquely American because of mm-hmm. capitalism that that created killers so wild but every country has serial killers
1: yeah it's so interesting how like they're trying to justify by all these like exterior factors like well America has capitalism or America allows women to vote whatever the excuse you know what I'm saying like right <laughs> that's
0: probably it I think that's really right, it. <laughs> right right
1: right you'm know saying Where you letting them vote that's why there's murders or whatever but it's like it's no it's just it's just glorified like the media knows how to make mon- how knows how to monetize it Where it's like there's killers everywhere. I mean, what about the rebels and like other countries are? You know, these countries that talk about the breakup of the family, right? But then you find out a man that's looked at as an honorable man. Not all, but then he has a side family. What is that? Yeah, you say or (laughs) say like what what, what is that? Right. So,
2: something that's really kind of sticking with me that you just said. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the irony of what we're doing right now is like, <laughs> yes, like, uh, uh-huh. capitalism is to blame for a lot. Like, I think about all these crime shows that are out there, like mm-hmm. all these prison shows or like true crime documentaries and things like that. Okay. And it's pure capitalistic behavior of just like monetizing on something that was intriguing and now mm-hmm. like, also i get that we're doing it too right now <laughs> so yeah i don't know why that's just sticking with me a lot right now
1: interesting no because no because it's like um and i think veronica i think we kind of talked about it when we when we performed together how like like just us doing comedy right like America's figured out how to monetize like entertainment for like maybe 200 years 300 years or something like that mm-hmm. we're like being from congo like the idea of stand-up comedy might maybe be like 30 years, 20 year. Like, I don't even think there's a comedy club in Congo. Cause it's like this yeah. whole idea of like going into a dark room at night. Where people are smoking and drinking and cursing. It's like witchcraft. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not anything that's like, but in America, we figure out like, oh, you have a talent. How can you make money off it? Which is kind of like good where you can like make money off of your, your like a hobby. You know what I'm saying? Or your, your talent, yeah. earner, which is really good. But pertaining to like this with murder, they're just like, no, it's an American thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, they, they have. I mean, we can go up a a rabbit hole, like what they do to somehow some nations, what they'll do to people that have like children that are like mentally ill, where they put them in like basements and just let them die. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that, isn't that bad? Isn't that like a part of like true crime? But they just don't.
0: And that used to be American too. We used to lock them away in mental institutions. And then there was a huge push of reform with Mm. the Kennedys because Mm. of Rosemary Kennedy, because one of the sisters uh, was mentally disabled right 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 they kind of made her mentally disabled too anyway but so you know and then they started the special olympics and there was Mm. big reform for that so yeah yeah, we are all the same people on different timelines which is what i think is so funny
1: because you know it's interesting about other countries, Stacey and Veronica, like what they'll do is they sweep their problems under the rug, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so we can make a list of like, you know, we'll, we'll discuss about this serial killer or whatever, but like other countries that will have this person, they'll sweep it under the rug. So like, it won't be on the news. It won't be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like in other countries, like people are more able to touch the person, right? Like you'll have like I'm just thinking, like, in Africa, if they find out somebody's doing that, the village and community, there'll be an uproar. Where, like, us will be like, we'll call, yeah. we call we'll call the police, you know what I mean, where the people will be yeah. more hands-on, you know what I mean?
0: Well, and we saw that with Richard Ramirez, right? He was terrorizing Los Angeles, and what finally took him down was an East L.A. Hispanic neighborhood.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. They were just like, no, we got to stand up.
0: They're like, we're done. And the entire neighborhood came out and did not let him get away. Right, like, right. And it's like, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's very interesting when yeah, you start yeah. crossing cultural and mm-hmm. geographical boundaries.
1: Right. But that also tells you, too, the power of the people, right? I'm sorry, go ahead, Stacey. Go ahead.
0: Yes.
2: No, I was just going to comment, like, we're so smart.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was all. <laughs> <laughs> crossing cultural and something
0: boundaries. Gosh, we're so <laughs> smart. Right, right, and right, something right, boundaries. Right. So smart. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. When did you move out here?
1: So I've been here. My I've been in L.A. My I'm born and raised here. But like my family oh, okay, came here nice. in the late '70s. But I I'm fortunate. Knock on wood. I can still like speak, write some of the languages and stuff like that.
0: Oh, very cool. Oh That's my gosh.
2: awesome. What did I read somewhere that there was a big push for language? Like original mm-hmm. dialects and language in Africa. Oh, it was Mali? One. So, Ma-
1: I think it was Mali. Yeah. So, Mali. Yeah. So, Mali. They're trying to didn't not didn't I denounce like French being the national language, whatever, and make them um, their I guess well, it's funny to say even cultural because like there's so many tribes. So, I think like the majority mm-hmm. ethnicity group was like, no, we want to make our language, our own language, which you know makes sense. But I- it's it's deeper than just the French language. It's more like the power that they're trying to like. Yeah. like like, like, denounced because a lot of F- Franco African nations are still like they still like pay France a tax. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's, it, it, oh it's, my god, Veronica. It's a whole thing, it's a whole thing. Like, oh,
0: I want to talk about because, like, the most that I know about africa well specifically the congo is from reading like heart of darkness and then they started talking to us about how that situation was created between the french and the dutch and the british and it's like the fact that it's still today you know what i mean like what the and then i think about like my people i'm irish so we had it on like a lesser scale but there's a big push to bring irish back to make sure it doesn't die and it's like yeah because they're not english people right right It's, but that
1: goes back to like my original point of just like people are just bad like you know what i'm saying like people just it doesn't matter where you're from Mm -hmm. like so you know we were colonized by belgium and like when you find out these people have gold they have diamonds you can make money off it you're like hey man we're making so much money we don't want this to stop that's not yeah in, in my opinion it's not like Belgian people overall are like but no it's the powers that be that are making so much money, they're like, Man, keep I'm making a million a day. You think I'm just gonna give that up? So you could be yeah. like. You know, we're living in this world of globalization. So people are like, oh my gosh, our norm, we're losing our norms. And it's funny how to make it full circle with this criminal stuff where like these people or these nations, they're like, they don't want to highlight the bad people because they're like, no, we got to keep our social norms or culture in a sense. Like we're good people. We're civilized. We're like these dumb Americans that kill people for money. And mm -hmm. But I
0: thought it was a good episode. Ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that the women castrated him. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) I...
1: You get what you deserve, man. You can't,
0: you can't terrorize
1: yeah. people like.
0: I love that. And she was like, he wanted to, or he was pretending to be a woman. Now he doesn't have to pretend. And I was like, girl, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay.
1: She put that in a Cardi B song. Real.
0: I know. Yes, Cardi <laughs> B. <did laughs>
1: Cardi B, yeah, make a make a beat to that. But that's actually really scary, though. Like, I mean, I understand when women just in general are just apprehensive when you meet somebody and you have to be, cause you don't know anybody's like intentions. Like I always think about like my improv friends, like female friends when we're like at shows and we like, I'm like, I'm going to walk you to your car or whatever. especially like women, you guys get hit on like people are weird, like in, in the industry period, but they're like dudes are extra weird. They don't know how to act when they like somebody like, Hey Veronica, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like they're not, a, you know what I mean? They don't know the person's like the, the man's like intention. So you have to be, yeah, you have to be very, 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 very cautious, man. Yeah. I, I get it.
0: It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But um, Shamar, we got a lot of Shamar in this episode oh, yes. and a lot of side-eye from Shamar. Every- <laughs> Shamar, who is not creepy. Let's do the transition better. Shamar, who's not creepy. Um, we're really good at segues here yeah. at Criminal Giants. Well, this is but I was t- texting with Stacy, and there were like so many side-eye moments where someone would say something and he would just be like <laughs> and I was like, what is this sassy-ass Shamar we getting? But it was my favorite. Veronica's got a good side-eye. Yeah, It terrifies all I, me. It's all I do with everybody. <laughs> it's like side-eye and eyebrows. I'm like, okay. No, it's definitely
1: eyebrows. It's definitely eyebrows. It's, the eyebrows. it's definitely eyebrows.
0: But that brings us to our Gimme More segment. Gimme Gimme More. We rate him from one to five helpings, understanding mm-hmm. he's always a ten, obviously. Obviously. So then he has to have his own Blurs. scale. So good old Shamar, Stacy, you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Shamar more. You know, I like this one
2: a lot. I mean, but I feel like it could be better. I'm gonna just give it a three. A three? Okay. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. I have no excuse. It's, I don't know. I just felt like saying the number three. I like the side eye. I like the crossing of the arms, all Mm. of it. Like, I'm here for it.
1: But I feel like it could be better. It's funny. I, I'm going, Stacey. I'm going to yes, Andy, with the three. I gave it a three, and it's not only because of the cross arm and the side eye. It's the two phones on his hip. It really bothers me. <gasps>
2: okay, you are not the first person to
0: recognize so many not. people talk about really? the Why double you phone?
1: do phones. It's like the fact that there's there's two of them. And I think, and here's the thing: one's a Motorola, like the Razor, and the other one's mm-hmm. the Nextel. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and if we well, know anything if we know anything about this guy he is so in love with the way he looks he probably talks with the next hill real loud like you know you know that guy that's a that really oh my
0: loud gosh you know what i'm saying
1: yeah this is it's a three i'm with you it's a three different reasons but i'm giving it a three <laughs>
0: i'm wow you guys <laughs> i'm giving him a four.
1: Well, oh, there it is i have
0: because the cross arms you can see all of his muscles yes please and the double phone, <laughs> you know what that means? You know what a double phone tells me? It means he has a work phone and a personal phone, which means he has a job and can afford a phone. Good oh for you, God. Shabar. The, you and I'm the giving God. him a four because he's back in purple. And we know how I feel about keeping all of our black characters in fucking purple. R- Season R- one. R- <laughs> Get Get away from purple. <laughs> what? Yes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let her explain. Because so, okay. <laughs> we had this whole conversation with Jay Washington when he was on. And... <laughs> The first, I'm going to say five episodes, Shamar was in purple, and Jay calls it Grimace Purple. And it's ultimately we decided a Steve Harvey color. And this was the time during the Kings of Comedy where like they were in these jewel tones that you're like, why is purple <laughs> happening? And it's obviously because it looks really good with his complexion. But it's like, Look, can we so do other colors? So does a nice mustard. So would know, a lovely emerald green, you know, like, can we get him out of fucking purple?
1: I'll tell you what, as a representative of the Black Caucus right now, the purple and orange is excellent on our skin tone. But I will tell you, yeah. the fact that he called it Grimace from McDonald's <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> they, they randomly yeah. brought him back, too, by the way, Grimace. They For randomly his
0: birthday. Brought, they're, they're like, right, it's randomly. his birthday. And we're like, who is this person? Yeah, but OK.
2: Did you know that Grimace is who told us Grimace? Was Jay, a Jay, Jay told, told us. us Grimace is a taste bud. Get
1: out of here.
0: Yes. Now. Google it. Google it. It's wild. And then Stacey was what? like, our taste buds that color? And we were like, what? <laughs> No, Stacy.
1: Because cause wait, because you got you got Ronald McDonald. You got the the guy, the the thief, right?
0: The Hamburglar. Yeah.
1: yeah, who should be on this show, by the way? Which is just, <laughs> just right because he steals hamburgers. Well, actually, what's in the hamburger meat? It's probably um the dude's um, um castrated penis. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But um, oh my right
2: gosh, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> there
1: it is Uh, and then there's just a brand of this this random taste bud like what Mm -hmm. yeah okay mcdonald's you're out of order but also the two phones tell you he's promiscuous because the two phones he'll say it's one one's work but then another one his face
0: tells me he's promiscuous
1: hilarious there
2: it is
0: (laughs) he's beautiful
2: I i don't know i don't know moving on um so shamar moore yeah right (laughs) Stacy's so cute. Stacy's so great. Okay. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, welcome to Stacy's. I
1: haven't seen hair in years, so I'm okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about Jose Antonio Rodriguez Vega. Wow. I told you I'm very good at transitions. On no,
1: show. no, 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 Your transitions are, are smooth. Yeah. But I'm in oh awe of God. this, this guy, Jose Vega. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Veronica. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, we're good. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Jose Antonio Rodriguez Vega is a Spanish serial killer from Spain. Just in case people were thinking Spanish, any Latin country. No, he mm-hmm. is from Spain proper. And he was born in 1957 in Santander, Cantabria spain so in the like northern coastal so this guy is interesting and again i think speaks to the cultural bias because there's very little information really like if they yeah. akin him to ted bundy like the spain's ted bundy and yet mm. how much information is there on ted bundy and like how many movies and how many books and any right. article like you get every victim you get ev- everything and this guy is like here's five of his victims the other Right, right. 11, you know, were not named kind of a thing. So it's rumored that he kind of came from a violent family anyway, that his grandfather killed his grandmother. What? Yeah. It was reported that he was molested at eight Mm. years old by a 50-year-old widowed family member, Mm. which caused him to become a compulsive masturbator. He was the youngest of six, and now we move into like actual fact facts. At 12, mm-hmm. he started developing sexual feelings for his mom. All right. And he would masturbate while she was like cleaning dishes and stuff. He would like masturbate to her. Hmm. and uh so that's that's nice he would also beat (laughs) (laughs) up he would beat up his wheelchair-bound dad and at 18 he threw him down the stairs at which point his mom was like get the fuck out of the house and so then he started to hate his mom and i was like this feels like a you problem not a her problem Mm -hmm. so for revenge against his mother he started raping women And they just said he started raping multiple women. So we don't even have a number. Mm -hmm. And also what kind of revenge is this? But he became known as the motorcycle rapist and he was caught and so he was arrested and convicted in October of 1978 and he was sentenced to 27 years in prison, but because of good behavior um, and yeah. he was, like, very charming. And I guess in mm. Spain, if your victims forgave you, right, right, they would, right. like, knock down your sentence. Yeah. What? Mm. So he got out in eight years for raping lots of ladies.
2: It's wild to me.
0: Yeah. So he was then released in 1986. At this point, his first wife left him. Oh, I hope right. so. <laughs> yeah. I hope yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So he was married during that whole time. And then he remarried... A mentally disabled woman who he liked to beat and torture and humiliate. Meanwhile, the community viewed him as a good, hardworking man and an excellent husband. Because, sure, because, yes, why not? So <laughs> we're all just like, Meh. Like, yeah, that sounds right. But I mean, we saw that with BTK. We see that with Bundy. Mm-hmm. We see that with a lot of organized killers and high IQ killers. So. Flash forward Mm -hmm. to August 6, 1987. So he was a bricklayer and his ruse, I guess, wasn't even really a ruse because he could do work on houses, but he would gain access to these houses of older women and elderly women by telling them that he's going to like do work on the house or in the house for them, right? Because they're older and also who wants to build things when you can have someone else build things, you know? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Makes sense. Complete <laughs> sense. Uh, so August 6, 1987, he went into the home of 82-year-old Margarita Gonzalez, and he raped and suffocated her. And he forced her to swallow her own false teeth, mm-hmm. which is not a cute look. And then September 30th in 1987, so about two months later, Carmen Gonzalez Fernandez, Eighty years old was murdered in her home. And they didn't first actually attach it to him at all because, mm-hmm. and this this happened with a lot of his victims because they were older. Sometimes he would just kind of tuck them back into bed so it looked, and because they were strangled right. or uh, not even strangled, suffocated. So he didn't right. even leave bruises. Right, right. They were just like, oh, she must have just died of old age. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in October of nineteen eighty-seven. So a month later, he beat, raped, and suffocated Natividad Robledo Espinosa, who was 66.
1: Stacy, so let's cool. give a round of applause on that uh, pronunciation of the name. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, like, real uh, good. Uh, Your <laughs> really,
0: pronunciation yeah. is fire Ooh. today. That was BQ. good. I took Spanish, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> say anything. <laughs> it's good is uh-huh. good. Um, and then it would appear he took a break, but again, he killed 16 women and only five were named so i'm sure he was killing and raping women during the time between october 1987 mm-hmm. and january 1988 mm-hmm. where he murdered carmen martinez gonzalez in her home and then in april of 1988 my birth month same yeah I But no, for am like a second you're not as young as me
1: april what was the most about april
0: 1988 okay, is my birth so by a year I am
2: 1987. Thank you. You're so
1: Stacy's cool. <laughs> Sissy's awesome. You guys are great. <laughs> you guys are so great. I love it.
0: So yeah, then Julia Paz Fernandez, who was also 66, was raped and suffocated. And then she was the last victim who was named. I would also like to say, this is a gross little tidbit, no semen was found on or in the victims. Hmm. Because he would rape them, usually post-mortem, with objects which points to the fact that he was impotent. So, mm. like in the show mm. where the rapist there was like a trigger that caused him to become impotent so he started killing and using the knife like stabbing them multiple times as the mm. sex act. Mm-hmm. Something probably happened to this guy and it was probably his like first wife leaving him that kind of challenged his masculinity or his manhood mm-hmm. causing him to be impotent and he took that out on women who resembled his mother and his mother-in-law so he then with all the murders moved he got a bit of a promotion from being the motorcycle rapist to being the old lady killer El Mata Viejas was his nickname and we've seen that before like the east area rapist became the golden state killer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they'll you know Fancy up, up, up the, the ante. Nickname. Well, <laughs> yeah. and they just up the ante, like he started killing. So mm-hmm. East area rapist doesn't have that same gravitas, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine? She took Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so May 19th, 1988, he was arrested. This was almost a month. It was a month and a day after Julia Paz Fernandez. And he was arrested walking down the street of his apartment. Mm that he shared with with his 23-year-old mentally disabled wife and he confessed to the murders. They really? they like arrested him and he was like, yeah, it was me. What? No big deal. Honest. Yeah. And they like went into his apartment and there was this whole room that was like a shrine to all of the people he killed and by shrine I mean his trophy room, right? Really? It wasn't like reverential. He had trophies from every single murder from their houses and it was like a tv some of them like big things too and they you know took video of it and they put it out on the news and Mm. family members came forward and was like that's my grandma's dress or that's my grandma's fake flower bouquet and they were able Mm. to tie more murders to him than they thought because of their age and they thought that they had died naturally Mm. so his trial begins in november of 1991 And at this point, he had recanted his confession and he denied all charges, claiming that the women all died of natural causes. There it is. Which I'd love to see the explanation of the swallowed teeth in that case, but okay. And also the like, you thought it was gum. And also the like post mortem raping. Like, old ladies aren't just like sticking broom handles up themselves. After not 30. that if you do, I'm not kink shaming, if that's your thing, kink shaming. live your best life, live your best life. So, but I don't no. think 80 year old right. Spanish women in the 80s were that kinky is all I'm saying, especially not 16 of them. You know what I mean? You might get one, yeah. right, but that's right. like a very specific kink
1: that one she she has the, for the first only fans page the, the one that
2: did it
0: i would die i hope so. i'm good for her
2: good for her amazing
0: okay so his trial begins he's recanted his confession basically this guy was seen by a therapist he's diagnosed as a psychopath He's an organized offender. He's very charming. He chose and stalked his victims. He would gain access to their house. He'd figure out when the best time was to kill them. He took trophies. I mean, this is like slam dunk case. This is like BTK style. Mm-hmm. Without the brains mm-hmm. to not be caught for so long. So his trial goes off. He was sentenced to 440 years in prison. Mm. But by Spanish law, the maximum that he could actually serve for any one sentencing was 30 years in jail. We saw this on our an episode a few weeks ago. oh Brazil had the same law and it's been up to 40 years. So like you could kill a thousand people and if it's in one trial and one mm-hmm. sentencing, you can only spend thirty years in prison for that crime. So he was due to be released in two thousand and eight. However he died in 2002 when he was 44 because he was attacked by a couple inmates who stabbed him 113 times. The guards tried to like pull him, him them off of him and they couldn't really. And they were like, "Get out of here! This isn't your fight." And they were like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "He's a rapist." And the guy just kept stabbing, like clearly dead. And the one inmate was just stabbing and stabbing. And it's like what is going on? But they were like, yeah, we killed him. He's a rapist. He deserves to die. So uh-huh. love to see some jailhouse justice at work. So yeah, he died in 2002. I mean, very, very recent, recent case. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: and It's crazy
2: yeah. to think how recent it was. Like, right, right, it really wasn't right. that long ago. Yeah, well, and especially
0: because you... every like photo you see of him is black and white. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It's like, why does this look so ancient old
1: (laughs) when you guys sent me this case and the fact that they were black and white before i even read it i was like oh wow this is like like dick tracy era i'm like this is 1920s 1930s you know what i mean because he's in he's in a suit he looks well put together like if you just look at the picture like even on wikipedia i'm just like oh this guy looks like a maybe a street guy that just got caught up and maybe got like the thrill of killing but no this is like a modern guy that have like if there was an America he could have probably worked with one of our parents you know what I'm saying like oh yeah this is you know what I mean so I think um I have so many questions
0: yeah he was very suave yeah. very exactly what you think of when you think of like Spanish men Italian men
1: right, 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 like
0: very always in a suit right. smooth well, talker, yeah so my so thing very is much this, this guy
1: so there's so many questions so I was right I made a list and I was just like okay the divorce Mm-hmm. When you were t- when you were talking about his story and his history, and it, it keeps going full circle, Stacy, about like this cultural norm thing, right? The embarrassment mm-hmm. in other countries of you being divorced—it's almost like Scarlet Letter, right? It's like yeah. you, that's that's something you have to complete in other countries. Like you get married, that's it. I don't even care if you abuse your wife. I don't care if you cheat, but you guys have to stick it through because it's yeah. like this whole thing about my my family has to look. A a good or whatever you can't embarrass the family name. So there's that, right? That might Mm -hmm. probably play to this psyche. The comedian me was like, and Veronica was just like, well, you know, he hated his dad because his dad took the only woman he loved, his mom. But that's a whole thing. Yes, (laughs) uh, the Oedipus complex
0: is, (laughs) and he kept saying he was like, I'm not the only person who beats their father who wants to kill their father. And then he was like, and I'm not the only person who wants to fuck their mom. Everyone does. And I was like, who are you talking to?
1: You know, here's another. I didn't even write this down, Veronica, but this is the whole idea of mental health and therapy in other cultures is not. So like here, we're so open with like, I'm going to go to therapy. Right. Or yeah. maybe I don't feel I have good. a therapist
2: appointment.
1: <laughs> right. Right? So right. Which <laughs> yeah. and No, but 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 think about this for you to even have the confidence to say that out loud is such like I don't think people realize how like forward thinking that is in america so this guy born in what the 50s if he said i needed to go to a therapist what that does the shame that brings to his family right yeah. you know what i'm saying because you know you're talking about machismo latin spanish um spain suit you have everything together we don't need help. Mm-hmm. We, we figure it out right so there's that then um men get the benefit of the doubt Right. So because they're the ruling is 30 years, you said they're in Brazil 3040 years. So you can do a bunch of murders and you still get there. Because the idea is like, Oh, no, he'll, he knows he's wrong. He's on good behavior. He changed, which is kind of weird, where it's like, in a good way, you I would want people to be more forgiving for lesser crimes, but like something like this, I don't know how you can be forgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sell, if you sell drugs and you're like, man, I changed my life. I want to go become an accountant or whatever. I'll give you more of the benefit of the doubt. Right. But like raping and killing, you know, bitches, like that's not, I I, I feel weird having the benefit of the doubt. Another thing too, this is pre social media and I think like sometimes we forget the power of social media as much as it is it's like it's a lot of gossiping and sharing and stuff like that what it actually does is it brings a lot of shame so this guy and people like him pre-social media jeffrey dahmer you're able to mm-hmm. sort of you know back in the day you can murder somebody in chicago and just move maybe grow your hair and go live in indianapolis yeah you can create a whole yeah. new persona right you can create a whole new persona but like in and, and with social media if He killed one person. There's some girl in Spain, wherever... That can be like, hey, this guy, put him on social media, and then it's just shared over and over again. So, like, there's an actual, he can actually be shameful. Another thing, yeah. too, I, th- I think he had the thrill of killing. I had a cousin in Philly. One of his friends was this short guy, good-looking guy. Every, every woman loved him, but he was little, so he used to get picked on. And this one guy that picked on him, he ended up killing him with a shotgun. And what happened after that, something triggered him, and he was just killing all the people that, like, tormented him. So, I think... Yeah. This guy, like a lot of people that do this, the thrill of killing, like it's like a high. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah, he was a psychopath. He had like no remorse. He doesn't have sympathy for other people, empathy for other people. Right. Nothing he does. Like, it's not wrong if he's doing it. Right. But yeah, he stalked his prey. Like, he was a hunter and he mm-hmm. liked being able to do Amazing. it. And the cops don't know. And, you know, it's that kind of thing the guy you're talking about is mm. like a school shooter profile.
1: Mm. Right, 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 right. You know, and you so know. it's a, a
0: little bit different, but
2: mm-hmm. mm. it's interesting. <laughs> it seems like this is a big mix of like cultural biases mm. and mm. entitlement yeah. and mental illness and mm. like, the time period too, because on top of cultural biases, I mean, he was born in 1957, right? So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think too, like that big push of like that show, the cleavers, leave it to beaver, that thing, you know, where like (laughs) the man was the suit, the blah, blah, blah. So it's just interesting that one, you have the time period in which he was born Two, you have cultural biases and then three mental illness makes a killer
1: man. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look at the confessions where he was like, he confessed, right? So they they set a standard of like he was like oh okay I'll just start be- I'll start good behavior early so I can get out early
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I-
0: well, and he probably wanted the recognition a lot of psychopaths do there's this this line in psychopaths where either they when they're arrested they'll tell you everything or absolutely nothing and they'll mm. either never talk about it and just deny it really when you bring it up or change the subject or just stay silent or. And that was Bundy. Bundy never talked until the last couple weeks before his execution. But BTK, when they arrested him, floodgates. When he was in there and they're like, do you like, we know who you are. We have all this evidence. We have you on camera. We have your DNA profile. You just need to tell us who you are. And they have video of of his interview tape. And it was like, Ten seconds, and he just goes the BTK killer, and then he walked them through every like big talker Ed Kemper, big talker. So they they want the recognition because to them it's the best thing they've ever done in their life.
1: Right, it's the only thing um... you know let me can i ask you guys this since you guys are like you guys are like very familiar with like this um genre is um do do these psychopaths do they commit this intoxicated do they do this high do they do this on drugs and the, the reason why i ask that question is because like for example like i'm from la so where, where veronica where are you from i'm from reno nevada reno Oh, so that's okay you guys, oh no you guys are in nevada okay okay shout us to reno but like um so being here in LA growing up, you know, we all know there's like a, a subculture of like gang culture, but a lot of like gang members, when they commit crimes, they'll be like on PCP, they'll be high, you know what I'm saying? Because they have to get yeah. through to turn into this, unless you're like natural, like a psychopath or whatever. And yeah. that's why I asked, do a lot of them do it like like intoxicated or high?
0: No, very few. A lot of them, it is their drug. Mm. And the higher the IQ, the more organized the offender, they will not be intoxicated or drugs. And a lot of times will live very strict, clean lifestyles, um, very conservative lifestyles, if you look at it. And then you get the people like Richard Ramirez, mm-hmm. who was high on everything he could his hands on he was a disorganized killer who Mm -hmm. believed that satan was on his side Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. he was not a satan worshiper it wasn't satanic but the more he killed and got away with it the more he was like see satan is protecting me he was crazy on drugs the manson family uh that was part of controlling them was on drugs Mm -hmm. who else were big serial killers on drugs they, they tend to be the disorganized offenders are on drugs um, mm, okay. or like you'll see the schizophrenic who are self-medicating in other ways do that. But no, the psychopaths, they don't need it. Gang members, those are, you know, good guys who are finding family and protection the only way they can and right, need right, it. Right. And then and they be, probably will become sociopaths where right, it no right. longer bothers them. And there's a saying in at least the like psych medical community that psychopaths are born and sociopaths are made and sociopaths can be made as children by their family and trauma. They can be made Mm -hmm. by, you know, gang initiation, but psychopaths are just born and not all psychopaths are killers. Mm -hmm. A lot of psychopaths and sociopaths are, you know, fortune 500 CEOs. I would say that Bezos is probably would probably score on a psychopathic test. Same with Elon, you know,
1: When you say that is it because like is it because of their determination like so that energy I, 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 I don't, I don't I'm confused with like the grade, it's like they, grade they,
0: they to be that successful and there's like a bunch of books if people are like interested in like the Bernie Madoffs, right that kind of mm-hmm. crime those are sociopaths mm-hmm. right. you have to really not care about who you're stepping over and there's no oh, way okay. mm-hmm. that Bezos. Elon, Zuckerberg got to where they are without destroying lives in the process, whether or not they went out to destroy that person's life. like, no, probably not. But did they care? No, they didn't care. And that, yeah, to them, it's like, that's the price of business. You know, and we see that in like succession, you're watching a bunch of sociopaths. Like, it's, it's just different.
1: No, it's crazy because it's full circle. You know, how we we're talking about earlier, stacy with social norms and cultural norms, where it's like, oh, we Americans mm-hmm. do that. But then think about the guy that owns the biggest manufacturing company in Congo. He stepped over a bunch of people. So now it's like, that is a cycle. You saying? But it's yeah. not like, he's not stabbing people directly. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah.
0: he's a sociopath, but then you see the like, warlords in africa right. or anyone doing mass genocide psychopaths those right. are mm-hmm. psychopaths
1: right.
0: and every culture has them genghis right. Khan, right right. We, right we have our all of our serial killers our mass shooters yeah it's uh crazy but they're considered different because they're like war heroes or war villains depending on right. which side you're on right. but they are mass murderers mass killers and they're a specific profile for them I was just looking up like the
2: definition, like the true definition of a psychopath. Mm-hmm.
0: There's <laughs> a it, test. You, it's
2: really basic. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. literally just a person affected by chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. Yeah. So the di- yeah, I could see- The diagnosis that most
0: people would be um, familiar with which is not psychopath, but can lead to psychopath is antisocial personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Every psychopath that will present in childhood. Now, adults can Mm -hmm. be diagnosed later on with antisocial personality disorder. And those people aren't nice. And they're like, but they're not psychopaths, but psychopaths, it will start developing as a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like very important when you talk about like, oh, he was like a psychopath or he's a sociopath, people try to throw that as like, well, that's why he did it. But not all psychopaths or sociopaths are killers. Not all killers are psychopaths or sociopaths. Mm-hmm. Not all schizophrenics are going to be violent and dangerous. Not all antisocial personality people are going to be violent, dangerous, or kill people. It's it's the nature versus nurture. There's like a storm mm-hmm. that happens uh-huh. to, to make that click. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are psychopaths who... You know, the parents did everything right. They're still psychopaths as adults, but they are fully functioning. They've learned whether or not they care about it. They don't care about it, but they've learned how their actions affect others and how to minimize that. You know, it's like different so i don't want to come up here and be like psychopaths are all bad no but right it's a perfect mm-hmm. storm
2: i also feel like
0: the bads dude, are bad yeah and to your point veronica and we've talked about this on
2: a past episode like i feel like that also is used as like the crutch in times of like the insanity case like oh he yes. did it because he's crazy mm, or yeah. like yeah, he did it because he couldn't help it he's nuts like yeah. it's yeah, so yeah, like
1: it's it's so interesting because I worked in a rehab center for like three years. So when I oh, wow. read like some, certain profiles and stuff like that, it's, it's funny. You made me think of that. Oh, yeah. Veronica, how like I remember a guy killed a guy at a bus stop one year. He asked him, oh, can I get a cigarette? The guy was very disrespectful. He beat him to death. Went to jail. They found out he was insane or labeled him mentally ill. Got through rehab like 30 years later to the day. Was at a bus stop. Asked a different person for a cigarette, and it triggered him. He beat the person to death. Yeah, mm. and now he's. I uh, at least when when I worked at the rehab center, he was like he was still there. This was like probably two thousand and five. So, man, so let me ask you guys a question. So, what do you guys think about like places like Brazil and Spain? And I wrote this down. Like giving a crime a match 30, 40 years, like. Yeah. That's very, for a country that wants to maintain their social norms and cultural mm-hmm. norms, that's very, I want to say shocking, but it's almost like immature in a sense, right? For a government mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you only get, because if you commit a crime at 20, come back 30 or 50, you're still strong enough to maybe continue that habit. You know, when you, in America, when you give somebody 60 years, if they come out at 90, they're old, they're, you know, and decrepit, you know what I'm saying? And
0: yeah. Well, for me and then I'll let Stacy actually speak to it cuz she probably has more knowledge uh, of it. Mm-hmm. For me, I know that it comes from they look at America and our incarceration system as inhumane. as oh, right. law, and and to an extent, they're absolutely correct. The amount mm-hmm. of people who are, and Stacy has said it before, it's the new Jim Crow. The amount of people <laughs> who are locked up for minor offenses and drugs, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh-huh. And there has been obviously push for sentence maximums, especially on those kinds of things. Uh-huh. They believe in their prison system as not rehabilitative, but as a timeout where you should be able to come out and try again. Mm-hmm. Now, I know because England had this too, and I think they've since changed their laws because like mm-hmm. no one really but us in the developed world puts people to death. That's also, they think, very barbaric. Charles Bronson was a boxer turned killer in England, and he was put away. He got out, killed again, was put away, was released, killed again, was put away. And then he held a prison hostage and started this riot that killed people. And they had to change the law specifically for him to keep him locked up for the rest of his life. Because right. that law wasn't on the books. So the case by case is nice. But again, with serial killers, no, I don't think I don't think serial killers should get out. And I don't think rapists mm. should get out. Mm. Right. Like mm. they've said, like pedophiles, there's no curing it. Rapists, it's there's no curing that kind of hatred. Right. And serial killers like there. It wasn't mm-hmm. one time. Now, if someone right. has murdered someone once. Okay, what is, you know, okay. Case by what case, is that? right? Exactly. It's like, was it a crime of passion? Is this going to happen again? Is, you know, but serial killers—that no, like, yeah, it's going to happen again. They, and they've spoken to that fact. Like Ed Kemper, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, what do you think about you spending your life in jail? Like, do you think you should ever get out? And he was like, well, I think you guys have closed the barn doors after the horse got out. Like, this is—you <laughs> should have kept me locked up when you had me.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's like, yeah. Because they're gonna kill no matter what they do. But mm-hmm. Stacey works with prisoners, so she would have more insight than my ooh. dumbness.
2: Really? <laughs> what yeah, does? teach arts and rehabilitative programming at a correctional
0: facility.
1: I'm amazed.
0: <laughs> I know, can Crash. you believe this little tiny little <laughs> nugget who's like, ooh, hoo, hoo, like works with death row prisoners?
1: Because yeah. you're like you're like a, such a joy, have such good energy. Like, but you know what? It probably works. They probably Don't love be it nice because to her. No, keep telling
2: me how great
1: I am. Veronica, I have to just just for another 20 seconds. No, because it's like you are like the beacon of light that they probably lost. You know what I mean? Are they remembered?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'm a big avid believer in our choices necessarily don't define our character. And so I think that, you know, there are instances in which we had to make certain choices for certain reasons the out of beyond our control. And it doesn't necessarily define the fact that I'm not a good person, no. but, Yeah, I was just kind of interested in this. This got me to thinking about like privatized prison systems like in Brazil and like Latin countries in which they have those maximum sentences. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just started doing a little bit of digging just now and it is rampant. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering like the the privatized prison system in Brazil is insane because they originally started to partner with the state in the country to help bring money into the prison system because they weren't funneling funds into it. So they were like, Oh, let's partner with privatized prison systems to make this an okay thing. And we don't have to put money into it essentially. And then it got out of control. And so Mm. I'm wondering, this is just me deducing a lot of things. Plus, also the rehabilitative programming in those countries i just looked up is none like it's literally just put them in there get them out go like you did something bad you do take a consequence for it there's no rehabilitative programming or there's Mm. not a ton of resources put into that so i'm wondering and again this is me just kind of putting two and two together if like the state saw oh shit, this is getting out of control. We're putting people away for years and years and years and years and years. We have to put a stop to this, but we still need the money. So let's put a maximum sentence into place. You can only be put away for X, Y, and Z. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe that was part of the reason why we have these mm-hmm. maximum sentences is because things started to get out of control. And they're like, we need help. We yeah. need to stop this, but we also still need the money. So mm-hmm. yeah, Almost. that was kind of what I was just looking up here in the last 20 seconds. <laughs>
1: what 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 do they say? <laughs> All the answers to your problems is money, right? But um right. I, I think um the reason why I asked that question is, um like in Congo, for example, I, I want to know the, info. I wonder the infrastructure in, in their jail system in Spain, countries in Spain and Brazil because like in Congo, for example, I think your family has to provide you with food. Mm, so you're less likely, so you're less likely to try to commit a heinous crime. There's shame, cultural norms, all these other stuff yeah. or whatever. But if you know like your family that might not have money has to uh, provide you with food, you're just like, hey man, don't, if you commit that stupid ass crime, that's on you. I'm not going to, what, you think I'm going to feed you three times a day? You think yeah. I'm going to come there and upset Seven days. Of, are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? So that probably right. plays a part. So I always wonder, like, what those infrastructures are like, you know, here in America, you get three, you get three meals a day. You get recreation like it's, it's more structured because there's money involved. Right. You can make money off of this. So monet, once again, going to the back to the monetization, other nations, other cultures, like, you know, bad is bad. We're not trying to monetize it or we haven't figured it out. So people are probably more or less likely. But then also like the police criminal system or behavioral system, correctional system isn't as structured. So I just wondered that because like for him to start to like confess or people like him where they're like, oh, I can confess because I I know I'll only get 30 years. I wonder what the infrastructure is.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure about like Spain. I know the only foreign one I really know Mm -hmm. is... Uh, oh and now I'm not even quite sure of the country but it's I want to say it's like Denmark it's one mm. of the Nordic countries and mm-hmm. they don't stay there during the day they go out into the community and they hold jobs and they're expected mm. to work mm-hmm. what? And then they, they return on their own at night they have a curfew and they go back to their prison cell and they do not have repeat offenders like yeah it's, it's crime really good really low. and man. they like oh, man. the I know the,
2: Facilities in which they live in in the mm-hmm. prison system are like apartments. It's like Very dorms nice, and yeah. they're really nice. And, and they have a common area. Yes. And yeah. They have
0: to clean them and they take responsibility for them and the community takes responsibility for their rehab and and mm-hmm. They do things that maybe other people don't want to do, like trash collectors, or if they have construction mm. skills, they'll go and clean up. Th- and it's, mm-hmm. they don't have repeat offender. But this is also a system whose education is free, right, whose right, right. mental health services are free. You know, right. they have a very different view on yeah. it, and they don't dehumanize them in any way. And mm. it's amazing. Yeah
1: so here's what's interesting like so like sweden those Nordic country, norway stuff like that like i like their music they make like this thing called like trip hop or whatever it's like a fusion of rap yeah. and jazz right i love it right so it's wild it's wild. i love it right so like i'll do research on these people. i'm like why how are they how are these people that are nowhere near new york la making like music like this or whatever and then you find out that i think don't they work like 30 hours a week right so you work yeah. like three days or like 10 hours mm-hmm. they don't they give what is that you know when a when a woman's pregnant and she's um it's what do you call that but don't mm-hmm. they give like paternity leave as well? Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, something for like the that. the right? same
2: total amount because in right. America, paternity leave is like four weeks and then maternity leave is like 30 weeks or something like that.
1: Right. So there's like this norm. And I, like, why is it there? Because, like, we're afraid of our criminals, mm-hmm. right? I mean, clearly, right? This guy's like, like killing people. So for a criminal to be like, no, we want you to come back into society, that's actually rehab. That doesn't even sound yes. like Joe. That sounds like actual rehab. That doesn't. Yes. You know, you should behave mm-hmm. like this. You should do this. You should be this way. But if you're rewarding somebody, because that's all you change habits, right? If I do something, mm-hmm. they give me a reward. I'll be more inclined to change my habit. But then it's yeah. like, you know, they don't have a mass media where you're putting jose vega on tv right In then yes. Sweden or whatever right or i don't know they don't make crime shows right where it's like um you know Shamar more this guy sold drugs and put him in jail so it's like
0: yeah their crime shows are very different they're very dark and they're very um detective uh-huh. it's not like glamorous case of the week it's like mm-hmm. the full season like they're very interesting but i also well first of all it is we should say i mean our system is fucked but it is uh-huh our states are bigger than their countries. You know, our country is gigantic and that's governing is hard in that way. Um, So Mm. I'll, I'll say that, but Mm. yeah, they don't dehumanize. They try to be like, yeah, you did a bad thing and we're going to take a time out of your life and you have to come here and do the work we assign you. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps to, to teach respect too. you know what I mean? On both sides of it. And it's, yeah it's really amazing that
1: plus it's plus it's easier too when you're in a homogeneous like society right where it's like yeah so you don't have these like preconceived notions of like oh because this person looks different than me then i'm gonna judge them you know what i'm saying is yes. like, yeah that, that that helps out too because you know you know where my mind went to i wonder like um, the cat wants to get involved too the cat knows a bunch of killers <laughs> no i'm just thinking oh um, i kept she thinking about killer? like uh, i kept thinking about like like the chinese jail because that seems scary as hell Right. Like, yeah. how do they control? Like, I'm so interested in other cultures, um, like, um, detention or meant, like, their, their prison system. Like, yeah. how do they control? Mm. Cause, you know, prison is meant to, like, control people. So it's like, you don't get out of order. You know, you don't want people to walk around and feel like, wait, yeah. have you guys heard about the president of, um, is it Argentina? What he's done to, like, MS-13 and stuff like that? You know, he's half, I think, Argentinian and half. I think um, Middle Eastern. So he went to school like in Europe. Now he's the president. You know, MS-13 was like, I think it's El Salvador, Salvador. Like he's like there, uh. you know, right? So he's like, why am I giving the prisoners Wi-Fi? So he took away their Wi-Fi. He has them on a strict yes. schedule. Yeah. So he's like decreased like crime in his country. So like the UN has brought him in. They're like, wow, look what you've done with mm. your nation. Aren't he's just like, why am I treating these prisoners who are causing terror in my nation? Like, why are they getting Wi-Fi three meals a day? They're prisoners. They're criminals. Mm-hmm. And it's like the crime has went down and people feel more safe. They're much happier. So there's like this weird balance, right? We're trying to figure out, right? Like yeah. that's the opposite. That's the opposite of
0: Sweden yeah. or Denmark. Well, and right? again, uh-huh. it's like in this episode, they were talking about like your. Profiling is not going to work. We're a different culture. So it is. It's all based on like Mm. culturally. Mm. And I know Mm. like Brazil specific and I'm sure El Salvador and I'm pretty sure China too. They're the gangs run the prisons. Right. right? right. Like it's Mm. so taking away access makes a lot of sense because then they can't access the gang members on the outside. Like.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh So that cuts that off. Whereas Denmark does not have a large gang community shocking okay. right. so it's you can do things differently that's very interesting Just, yeah you yeah
1: it's hard to be a gang member when you got health free health insurance i'm telling you you got free health insurance yeah. and, tell and me housing. about it <laughs> right. you and, don't
2: have and, to and take to the streets <laughs>
1: right like could you picture being a gang member and like housing is like it's like oh this is reasonable you know so i can yeah. afford this
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right don't get me started on like resources available to right. like in the Which, country itself. Because America yeah. doesn't give a butt about anything.
1: Do you think that plays a part in areas. Where there's like less crime too. When you know like. like Picture if I told you you didn't have to like think about like. Paying for like the doctor's appointment. You know? yeah. And do will ease the stress in your life. Because you know. I mean he's extreme. Yes. But yeah.
2: Yes. I mean think about it. Like okay. I'm not using this as an excuse for all crime. Mind right. you. Because some people just do crime. Because right. of crime. Right. right. But think about like one of the reasons why we do crime is because we don't have access to a certain thing, whether mm. that be food, whether that be healthcare, whether that be mental health, whatever, you know
0: Education.
2: Education. Right. Exactly. So if we pump those resources back into the community, back into society we don't have to do certain things to get the things that we need, right? right, right and right. so, yes, that's a big factor. But again, some people just do creme because they have yes. they do creme. Yeah. The
1: psychopaths, like you guys were explaining earlier, yeah. yeah.
2: Boom, full circle. There it is.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: Stacy loves a full circle. I love I it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, have to, I have to admit this. I this is better than I thought. Ooh, this is great. We love I, to I, see it. I learned so much. Like I'm like a fan Are of you the nervous? podcast. <laughs> You you know, (laughs) because, you know, because you you know what it is, Veronica and Stacey, it's not like nervous, right? Because I was like, oh, Veronica's cool. We could let's do this podcast is great. But it's like I even have my own preconceived notions about like crime and talking about crime i don't want to put it yeah. out there i don't and that's the that's the, going back to the whole social norm full circle right where it's like in other parts of the world they don't want to talk about it because like it's evil it's bad don't talk about it because you talk about it that means you're putting it out there maybe you want to do it and stuff like that like when i hear stories like this i don't even want to research it i'm like this is that like, terrible right
2: right
1: yeah.
2: right yeah, you don't yeah. wanna... and my yeah. my biggest one <laughs> of my biggest fears is like coming at something and like talking like this is again like a with a biases And uh, like, I understand the privilege that I have to be able to do this. And I want to educate myself on like the world. I don't know, but like, I never wanted to come across as, as a privileged thing. I want to learn and I want to educate myself on what is happening and the realness in the world and everything like that. So, yeah. Cause
1: just uh, when you're, when you're reading it, when I was reading it earlier, this week I was just like, how do you even get to that point where you're like, you're hanging up trophies of people? You know what I'm saying? like a, you know what I mean? Like you're claiming to fame. Like you know, it's, it's hard, if, if Veronica. It's hard for me to even post like a good show, a good show set. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> this guy's yes. hanging up. You know what I mean? Like,
2: are you ready? Because we've been working on our transitions. Speaking okay, go. of good show sets, Blake, what do you have coming up? No. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs>
1: I would say I'm a fan I'm, I'm, I'm subscribing to the I'm subscribing to the podcast I'm a fan this is what great is uh, next show so I'm shooting actually my first comedy special September 30th so Amazing. I'm gonna do 30, so I'm gonna do my thirty minute set, which is I'm very excited about. I think like um, yeah, it's gonna be a third wheel. Veronica I'll send you I, oh, oh you're gonna be in the, the British Isles. No, you know, I'll so. be
0: back by then. She'll be back by then yeah.
1: okay I'll, I'll 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 send it to you, Stacy. I know if you can't make it we I know you're in Reno, so I'll tell you in spirit, I'll tell you then,
2: yeah, tell uh, me but, in spirit,
1: yeah, and um, so it'll be the third wheel, that's the next show, and like, yeah, I'm just excited, like September thirtieth that's, awesome. that's
0: so exciting.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I mean I'm shooting like a short film. It's like being edited right now, so I'm like, we're just trying to work, Veronica. Like, Stacy, we're just trying yeah. to
0: work. You know I mean? Uh huh. I love that. Well, mm-hmm. make sure to send yeah. us all this stuff, and we'll no absolutely it on social. Yeah,
2: well, and how can people find you via like Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Insta-
1: Instagram. So my name Bileko B i l e k o w i s s a. I'm I I'm the only person with that name on Instagram. I've I've done research. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, uh, thank you, Stacey. See? so yeah just follow me on instagram and yeah just follow me on my journey Yeah, i mean i have youtube but i'm working on my youtube i'll try to figure it out like next year but i'm focused on instagram so yeah please follow me on my journey nice
0: well thank you so much for coming on we'll definitely have you back yes yeah. please Oh no, yeah
1: please please
0: stacy's like one for me <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <Yay>. Uh, <laughs> no this is great um, this is i'm a huge fan
0: Oh, thank you. Um, to everyone listening, like, subscribe, download, whatever the kids say, and join us next week for another episode of Criminal Giants. Oh. Whee!
1: Dun dun. Okay. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs>